I love, I love my baby dearly with all my heart. That little boy is something lazy. Something lazy. Front. 
your square. One, two, three, four. March, march, march. Company, halt. Tension, salute. Isn't it lovely and quiet? But these woods aren't always peaceful like this. No, why only last week Mavis Cruitt, the fairy, was tripping lightly through the beech trees when she came across a very puzzled car wash. Mavis, said car wash, would you be kind enough to identify this strange object which I do find a trifle disturbing? It could be a species of fungus. However, I think I detect distinct movement. But my eyes are not first class, you know. You are quite right, Car Wash, said Mavis. It is moving, and I think I know what it is. It's the Moog. The Moog? Surely not. I know his face quite well. That's not his face, Car Wash. In fact, it's just the reverse. Ah, the more intelligent portion of that animal. Then tell me, pray, where is the less gifted section? His head is down a hole, said Mavis. Well, the Moog was digging for a bone, and two hours later... Hi, everyone! He shouted to no one at all. Hi, everyone! Look what I've dug up! It's a lovely, uh, a lovely, um, uh... Now, he couldn't think what it was, because Moogs can't think, which is very sad. So he gave it a lick. Ooh, it did taste good. So he licked it again, and again. Then it happened. I am the genie of the magic wishbone. What is your bidding, sire? 
What does that mean? asked the Moog. Don't ask me, said the genie. But it's what I say to anyone who licks the magic bone three times. Then they make a wish and I make it come true. Dead simple. So just you have a think, Master, of what you want. Oh, uh, um, uh, that is very difficult. You see, unfortunately, Moogs can't think. I wish we could. Done, cried the genie. Gosh, shouted the delighted Moog. I'm thinking, I am thinking. But what am I thinking about? Why, I'm thinking about car wash. Please, can I make another wish? Be my guest. Then I wish my friend Carwash to have some new spectacles. Now I'm thinking of that dear little bird called Twit. I wish him to have a fine bird table. Oh dear, now I'm thinking of evil Edna, the wicked witch. I wish she would change into a dear old lady. It shall be done, master, said the genie and vanished. What's this? shrieked Evil Edna. Who's turned me into a rotten, boring, dear old lady? I have Ma, the genie of the magic boon, slave to the Moog, the master of the magic wishbone. That stupid Moog, master of a magic bone, thought Evil Edna. That bone must be mine. Ah, the little Moog cooed the dear old lady. I am your fairy godmother, and I have brought you a present, a lovely new bone, which I will exchange for that old thing. That is very kind of you, fairy godmother. But now I can have loads and loads of lovely new bones. Just you watch this. <coughs> Let it rain, bones! And so it did. Thousands and thousands of bones fell onto the woods. Stop the Moog! Make them stop! Everyone cried. I can't, said the Moog. Lick the magic bone, you stupid, stupid animal! But, uh, but which is the magic wishbone? I wish we knew, said Mavis. <laughs>
have a bit. Pardon? Of that watermelon over there. You mean the pumpkin, ma'am? Are the pumpkin you mean? Excuse me. Miss Banks! Miss Banks, don't finger me breadfoot now! Lord God, look at how Miss Banks I push up your finger in the breadfoot now! You have to pay it, you know! Yes, madam, as you were saying. Look how far me there from home! Five thousand miles from Barbados! Six thousand miles from Trinidad!
First was Kevin, then came Lucy, third in line was me. All of us were ordinary compared to Cynthia Rose. She always stood at the back of the line, a smile beneath her nose. Favorite number was 20, every single day. If you ask me what you had for breakfast, this is what she'd say. Starfish and coffee, maple syrup and jam. Butterscotch clouds and a tangerine, the side on a ham. If you set your mind free, baby, maybe you understand. Starfish and coffee, maple syrup and jam. Cynthia wore the prettiest dress with different color socks. Sometimes I wonder if the mates were in her lunchbox. Me and Lucy opened it with Cynthia one around. Beautiful sound, beautiful sound, beautiful sound. 
before Christmas, it started to snow. All night it snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. Millions and billions and trillions of big white soft snowflakes covered the whole wide world. When morning came, it was quite amazing to see just how much snow had fallen. All the houses, all the trees, all the roads and all the fields were covered. It was almost as if a huge white blanket had been gently laid over everything. Everywhere you looked was white. And then the sun came out. And so did the children. They were all dressed up and muffled up, wearing scarves and woolies and gloves and boots so that they wouldn't catch cold. All the children were so excited to see so much snow. Which isn't surprising, really, because there was more snow than there'd ever been before. Some of them went on their sledges, racing down the hills. Some of them, who didn't have sledges, threw snowballs at each other. <laughs> One little boy even made a snowball that was as big as himself. And some of the children made snowmen. Then it was Christmas Eve. The children all went home early so that they could go to bed early, so that they could get up early to see what Father Christmas had brought them. But that particular Christmas Eve, Father Christmas was in trouble. And the trouble was that it had snowed so much that Father Christmas was stuck. Well, and truly stuck. There was so much snow that his reindeer simply couldn't pull his sleigh, piled high with all the presents that he had to deliver to all the children. Oh dear, thought Father Christmas to himself. Oh dear me, what am I to do? He sat down on his sack of toys and thought and thought how he could manage to deliver all the presents to all the children before they woke up on Christmas morning. Oh dear, 
Oh, dear me. <sighs> he said out loud and sighed. Now, it just so happened that Father Christmas had got himself stuck just beside a snowman which one of the children had built. And that gave him an idea. A good idea. A very good idea. A very good idea indeed. How would you like to help me? He asked the snowman. But of course the snowman didn't answer because snowmen can't talk, can they? Of course I'll... Uh, uh, I'd have to use some of my magic to bring him to life, thought Father Christmas to himself. So he tugged his white beard three times and muttered some Father Christmassy magic words into it. Suddenly, you might almost say magically, the snowman did come to life. Hello, Father Christmas, said Mr. Snow, which was the snowman's name. You, uh, you look sort of stuck, if you ask me, which you haven't, but I'll say so anyway. And if you ask me again, I'd say you need a sort of helping hand, if you know what I mean, which you probably do, because that's probably why you brought me to life, <laughs> which you certainly did. Uh, so can I be of any assistance? Mr. Snow, as you might have gathered, was a rather talkative sort of snowman. <laughs> exactly, beamed Father Christmas. Let's get started. And start they did. Mr. Snow gave Father Christmas an enormous push. And off they went. And they divided the work between them. It was Mr. Snow's job to see that all the right toys for all the right boys and all the right toys for all the right girls were put into all the right sacks. It was Father Christmas's job to make sure that he took all the right sacks down all the right chimneys and delivered all the right toys to all the right boys and all the right toys to all the right girls. Mr. Snow and Father Christmas made sure that Susan got her teddy bear. Mr. Snow and Father Christmas made sure that Peter got his train. Mr. Snow and Father Christmas even made sure that little Jane got her squeaky pink elephant to play with in the bath. And then, all of a sudden, they discovered that between them, they'd finished. Oh, I'd like to thank you very much indeed for helping me deliver all the right toys to all the right boys, said Father Christmas, shaking Mr. Snow by the hand. Not, not forgetting all the right toys to all the right girls, replied Mr. Snow, <laughs> shaking Father Christmas by the hand. And now, I'd better turn you back into a snowman again, said Father Christmas. Thank you again. And goodbye. My pleasure, smiled Mr. Snow. And do you know, from that Christmas to this Christmas, Father Christmas always chooses a snowman to help him. So, if you ever build a snowman, you'd better make sure that you build him properly. Because who knows? He might be Mr. Snow.
Sander. Julian. Beatrice. Luca. Hi, Lucy. Felix. Morgan. Magnus. Casper. Neymar. Marlo. Peace.